This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows, subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please do not hesitate to reach out to us with questions, topics for future shows, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, it is October, which means it's the spooky season. (laughs) Getting scarier for both kids and those of us who are still kids at heart. Classic horror movies on our favorite streaming services. Or it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Oh, I love that one. One of my favorites. (laughs) An Edgar Allan Poe tale or two around the bonfire. Nice. Caramel apples, anybody? Pumpkin whoopie pies. Quoth the raven. (laughs) Yes. Never more. Never more. To me, this is one of the most enjoyable times of the year. It's so much fun. A friend of mine and I, we always do silly and fun things for Halloween. Now, during October, most of the scares are all about being entertained and sharing last memories with your family, your friends, the kids. But this is also the time of year when I make it a point to remind my clients about some of the terrifying financial mistakes that are out there. They're in the dark, and they're just waiting to jump out and yell, boo. <gasps> I got you. Scary. Yeah, it was the depth of that one. (laughs) But just like you came up with the perfect trick-or-treating strategy when you were a kid to ensure you got the best of the best goodies, a thoughtful financial strategy may help you avoid some of those bone-chilling financial trip-ups. But before we dive into the financial tales of terror, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who is not one of the scary things from the Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, you know. And the crowd goes wild. I told the crowd to wait to the breaks to cheer. <laughs> <laughs> or they should have cheered when you came in. I mean, really. Oh, uh, clearly. Uh, yeah, the uh, the guy working our applause sign is, uh, I'm sure he's, you'll fire he's him. He's the Lucy with the football yeah, I to slipped, my Charlie Brown. I slipped him a 10 <laughs> spot, you know. I slipped him a 10 spot to, to, to hit the applause sign when I was introduced today. Uh, but thanks. That's a good uh, a good intro. Spooky. We're talking about ghoulish financial mistakes, financial fears today. Yes. Yikes. Yikes. So um, I think this is going to be a good discussion. I think, uh, you know, if we get scared, we're going to, you know, we're going to hear. The- right. It's probably going to come out more than once. <laughs> it's going to happen more than once. Uh, for better or worse, Matt, for better or worse. So anyway, um, hey, I've got, I think, uh, yeah, I've been compared to a gourd before. <laughs> I, I am the great pumpkin, right? Uh, you can't you can't mess around. Uh, but at my age, I'll take any compliment I can get. And I'm excited for today's show, not only because I love Halloween. 
I've told, I've said it every show during the fall that we've done shows. I always say this is my favorite time of year, and I mean it. Halloween is my favorite time of year, or the fall, I should say. Halloween, Thanksgiving. But Halloween's great because I love trick-or-treaters. Yeah. I love building that fire in the driveway with the neighbors, and we sit around the fire, and we have tables set up at the end of the driveway. Our whole cul-de-sac usually shares one driveway, all the tables across the end of the driveway with all the candies from all the houses. Uh, yeah. So the kids know just one stop shopping on our <laughs> cul-de-sac, and the adults can stay have a slice of pizza. We usually have a bunch of pizzas for the adults and adult beverages for the adults. And it's a lot of fun. I love Halloween, but the best part of it is seeing the little kids dressed yeah. up. And I just love running that. around and having fun. Yeah. 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 How about you? You you enjoy Halloween. Yeah, we do. We do something similar. So we always did something special at the at my in the neighborhood where the kids grew up. I've moved since when the kids were little. Uh, sure. We had a great neighborhood for trick or treating, just so many houses. And That's it fun. was, you know, you had that yeah. path you took, and there were a lot of stops along the way where you stop and visit with other people, and the kids yep. could work that street. And um, But where I live now, I have a long <laughs> wooded driveway that kids would not come down. Right. Yeah. First of all, it's just too far to walk, even for a full size candy bar, right? It's just a long driveway even down. Even if and you're given the full size. And they're going to be terrified doing it, right? So. We bring all the stuff out to the end of the road, uh, ah, to the end of the driveway well, on the go. street where all the other houses are, and so we have a table there, and we have like you know strobe lights and a smoke machine, cool. and oh, you scary got it music. Yeah. We do all sorts of stuff, and then we, we dress up and hand out candy. It's well, I, the thing is, our listeners should know uh, because we're doing the Halloween episode today. We've got a fog machine in here. We, <laughs> I got a little one, and we put up some decorations. But I can barely see Matt. We're right across the table from each other in the small studio here. But there's so much fog from our fog machine. That's why I, I got you even... when I said boo. Yeah, you scared me. I had forgotten you were even here. Yeah. You scared me. Uh, so anyway, hey, here's a little pumpkin trivia for you, though, before we get going. <laughs> Who to thunk it? Uh, a pumpkin is actually three things. It's a gourd and a squash and a fruit. It's considered all three. All three. Did you know that? It's the trifecta. Did you know that? Of orange things. And did I, you know that Halloween is- I knew is, it was a fruit. Halloween is the second largest- uh, holiday in America as far as money spent on a holiday. Christmas is number one. Oh, Halloween was... is number two. Over $10 billion a year Americans spend on Halloween. Wow. Do you know how much they spend on Arbor Day? Uh, I, I thought that figure was 10. more around $25 oh, okay. for all of America. Oh, okay. It's not top 10. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thank you. I'm... Uh, I, I knew a little bit. I've never put all three of those things together in one thing about a pumpkin. Yeah. Who says you don't learn stuff on this show? Lots of people. A lot of no, people do, no. at least. Oh, no, wait. Lots of people <laughs> learn stuff on the show. I said oh, that so wrong, oh, Tony. Oh, yeah. No. There you go. No, yeah. Great, great, great tidbit. Now, I do want to say some of the prep for the show has been working in as many corny Halloween references as we can get. Oh, so sure. let's keep them rolling. Uh, what I do want to talk about today, though, in this spooky topic, the 10 most common financial mistakes from an Investopedia article. I think it's got some really good info in there. The first one I want to talk about is that when it comes to making sure your financial strategy doesn't turn into a Hitchcock-esque scary movie is to avoid unnecessary or excessive spending. We were just kind of talking about this, right? Given our theme for the day, Maybe drop $50 on Halloween candy. That's still kind of a lot, right? But if you think about it, but not it's these days. It's expensive. I mean, today. $50 on Halloween candy. And once it's gone, turn off the light, call it a night. 
Uh, in my experience, excessive and unnecessary spending. It can catch you off guard. Now, that's you know, in a vacuum, going out for lunch on a Wednesday, that might not seem like that big a deal. But if you add up a year's worth of Wednesday lunches, all of a sudden, you might be talking about a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, some people eat out every day. Yes. And so that can really add up. I mean, you know, you, you say spending $25 a week on lunches ends up being about $1,300 for the year. But I know people, I, I eat out more than once a week for lunch. Mm-hmm. And most people I know that work in office buildings, they they usually, some good some are good about bringing their lunch, uh, but some aren't. And I know people who probably eat out three, four times a week during the week for lunch. And so that can really add up and put a pretty good dent in uh, in your credit card. Or yeah, and a lot of things. I mean, imagine that's a really nice vacation every year. Yeah, it you're is. You're trading off for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things I could do that would be a lot better with thirteen hundred dollars than eating out. But you, and you did you made a great point there. You know, you said it could put a good dent in the credit card, and as I often tell people, especially this time of year, there are few things scarier. Than credit card debt. Matt. Oh. <laughs> the next common financial mistake should avoid like unwrapped candy corn in the bottom of your trick or treat bag is a seemingly never ending cycle of payments. So after today's show, if you're listening, total up all your monthly payments and then multiply that number by twelve to see what you're shelling out annually. These recurring payments that you're gonna have. Not all right. So is your total amount reasonable? Does it make you feel like you can see a vampire coming down the sidewalk to your house. Now, TV and music streamer, streaming systems, you know, expensive gym memberships, wine clubs. At some point, so many of us have recurring bills that we forget about. We stop using enough to justify the expense. And, you know, not too many shows ago, we were talking about being healthy, being one of the best yes. ways to improve your financial situation in your retirement. If you're watching six hours of TV a day, if you justify the expenses on right. all those streaming services, you're probably putting that other piece at risk. So True. be proactive. Look at what you have. If you're no longer using the service enough, cancel it. If you see that you have streaming services to justify that you'd have to watch that many hours, figure out the ones that are the most important and cut it down on those. Yeah, and you had mentioned this on a show a while back. And so I went and pulled our credit card statement and at one point, we had over nine streaming television services, wow. video services, and we weren't using half of them, right? I mean, there's so many now. Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Apple TV+, Plus, Peacock, Paramount, BritBox <laughs> is one, uh, HBO Max. So, uh, you know, and we so we had to pare down, and the money we were spending, I mean, we did all that to save money by not having cable. Mm-hmm. But eventually, we were getting back, up edging cable to back toward that cable <laughs> bill. So you got to watch that, and uh, I think you know. Plus, I need the full eight every night, Matt. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if people understand when I you. say the full eight. I, I I'm talking about sleep. Yeah, I tell everybody I got. You know, if people ask uh, how are you doing today, I say I didn't get the full eight, so I, they know what to expect. When you say full eight, I always thought you meant the full eight slices of pizza, the whole large pie. <laughs> No, when I say full eight, I'm talking about sleep. Uh, okay. Pizza, I just say pizza. That assume that means assume the entire. It's the whole pie. Yeah, okay. it's the whole pie. <laughs> it's the whole pie. So, uh, what's next? What's next? How about this one? This one, Tony, can be ominous 
as a full moon on a dark and stormy night. Ooh, that's scary. I don't even know if I have scary enough <laughs> there music. There is something to... down there, I'm sure. But And this is that. <laughs> this is the one. Leaning too heavily on borrowed money. It's increasingly sure. common to use credit cards. We're talking about this. Let's get this out. Purchase everyday necessities like gas, groceries, clothes. But if you're not careful, it could have a chilling effect <laughs> on your finances. You know, there's so many people listening, I'm sure know already. Credit cards come with double-digit interest rates. The Creditcards.com, the average credit card rate in September of this year was 18.44%. I've heard a lot of them have bumped up to 24% uh, yeah. right now. I mean, a couple more, uh, one more point, you can put a vowel on the end of the name and it's an illegal practice, right? So, right. Um, and, you know, if you shop, if you shop, go get some groceries, $30 worth of groceries on your way home. You put it on plastic at that rate and you don't pay it off at the end of the month. You're now already starting with thirty five fifty in fees for those $30 of groceries you got. That's nuts, right? And yeah. I have, I, I do have some ominous, you know, you said oh, ominous. That's leaning heavily. Yes. That's leaning That's heavily scary. on borrowed money ominous right there. <laughs> right. And, you know, hey, just paying that extra, even $5.50 on a $30 purchase, that's nuts. It is. That's yeah. like paying 18.44%. Exactly. That is. <laughs> In fact, it actually oh, is. Wow. Huh. Pretty good at math. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> so one caveat here, if you have a credit card that offers cash back, usable perks, air miles, things like that, using your card for everything, it might be a good move. But I emphasize this, it's a good move if you can pay off your entire balance at the end of each month. Sure. If you can have your spending under control, it's a great way. I mean, you're getting something back out of the money you're spending anyway. Yep. If you can't pay it off, there's a chance interest is going to make it harder and harder to pay what you owe, and it's just going to take longer and longer. It's That load is going to get heavier and heavier. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I, I think this has been a great episode so far because you've been opening that crypt of knowledge, <laughs> I, I want to say, when it comes to frightful financial mistakes that can turn your, you know, your financial strategy into a house of horrors. None of us want that. And you've talked about excessive spending, endless payments, relying too much on borrowed money or credit cards. What do you have for us next? Okay. Next thing I want to talk about, if we stick with that article, um, and there are some terrifying tales still left to be told here. Right. How about this one? Buying a brand new car off the lot. Yep. Oh man, it feels great. It sounds great. It it, it just it plays so well in the head. Uh, the new car you know, smell. That, yeah, that fresh new car smell. But that comes in an air freshener now. And you know it it might be even more enticing than finding the house that gives out king size bars on Halloween <laughs> night. That's pretty enticing. We might run a contest to find out how many corny Halloween. <laughs> things we things can work we, into one into episode <laughs> similes and metaphors that are in here um but it's you know that brand new car is often not a smart financial move listen if you're flush with everything you need if your financial plan's in place and it's something you can afford go ahead and do it if yeah. you're doing it for that experience it's probably the wrong idea uh while millions of new cars are sold every year uh very few of the buyers are actually able to pay cash and drive away free and clear it, it, that means most folks buying a new car really can't afford it because being able to afford the monthly payment doesn't automatically mean you can afford the car. Right. Good point. Yeah. 
And that's something <laughs> that a lot of people don't look at it that yeah, way, but they bring, should. Oh, listen, I, I can pay it at the end of every month, but what else could you be doing with that that you could have a better life right. now and a better life in the future Sure, that isn't just based around a new car? Which, let's face it, half the time you're sitting in traffic, you're not happy to be in that car anyway. Right. So, um, bear in mind, by financing the car, you're paying interest <laughs> on an asset that's likely only going to decrease in value. And if you trade in a car every few years and continue to finance, you might be losing money on every trade you make. Yeah, and that all makes a lot of sense. And obviously, a low-mileage used car is better than new every time because of the depreciation in the value of the car. Um, but sometimes, Matt, somebody absolutely needs a car and they can only make it work with financing. Mm -hmm. So what should they do in that instance? Oh, listen, so there's plenty of times you can finance. I'm not at all against financing things if you're doing it right. Right. Uh, be honest, first of all, be honest about what you need and what you want. If you're an empty nester, do you really need a three-row SUV? Probably not. No. Do you need it? Fine, then figure out how to get it. Or is it just something you want? Uh, would a smaller, less expensive, more fuel-efficient set of wheels do the job? If you consider insurance, maintenance costs, um, just the time to clean one, Right, you know, when it's that much bigger. That alone should be enough. But often the bigger vehicle, the costlier the maintenance, the costlier the insurance, and making it not worth, in the end, not doing that analysis of what do I need, what do I want. Sure, sure, I get that. And so, um, you know, be honest about what you need. That makes sense. And so basically what you're saying is that cars are like Halloween candy. Sure, you can eat a 30 or 40 piece bag after you get home from trick-or-treating, but is that what's best for you, right? <laughs> Moderations in all things, uh, moderation in all things, I should say, including candy and cars. Yes. Moderation in all things is one of my favorite paradoxes. <laughs> yeah, moderation in all things. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. But, you know, but one of my other favorite things is centered around Halloween. It's driving through the neighborhood, the community, see all the decorated houses, oh, uh, everything people are doing. But some, some people get really into it. Yeah, they really do. But think about this. When you're driving around, is there any less Halloween spirit in a smaller house than in the bigger houses? The spirit does not reside in the size of the house. And spending True. more than you can afford on a home that's more than you need is actually one of the article's next blood-curdling financial mistakes. <laughs> and certainly, if you have a very large family, you may need a 5,000-square-foot home. But if not, why not consider something smaller? Something, though, that still suits your needs but isn't overbearing, right? A large right. home is also going to mean it's like the big car. It's higher taxes. It's more maintenance. It's bigger utility bills, more to clean. If you don't need all that space, would it make more sense to buy a more affordable home and use the money that you'll save to get ready for retirement? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, hey, if you live in a cold climate, having a larger house, uh, those winter heating bills, they can be downright scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, and think about this year with the prices of everything, right? So Outrageous. Yeah, so that smaller house is going to make a lot, it's going to feel a lot warmer than that big house this year. True. And this living paycheck to paycheck is another potential financial mistake that may turn your smoothly functioning financial strategy into Frankenstein's monster. Oh, another reference. Another. So, listen, I know. I buzz for, you every time for every I, Halloween reference. I know for some people, it's a reality, and there's no other option at the time. True. But we've also talked about things you can do when you're living paycheck to paycheck 
to get out of that cycle as well, right? But uh, but as the article points out, so many people don't even have enough money saved to cover an unforeseen expense. We've talked about this on other shows. We have. Um, and so many financial pros urge their clients to have a minimum of three months worth of expenses saved up for emergencies. Now, what, there's that saying, what, like we're three meals away from anarchy, right? Right. But um, if you can, if there was more, if there was more of that mindset of being able to have those things put away, dudes, I think clearly we'd be a lot further than three meals away from anarchy. Yeah. Um, you, a possible job loss, unexpected home project without an emergency fund, then you might end up having to rely on credit or loans. So make sure your savings account isn't just sitting there collecting cobwebs. Make sure that do what you can, whether it's picking up a side hustle, another job, whatever you can to get out of that paycheck to paycheck situation and get that emergency fund put away. Yeah, not even the great Stephen King could come up with a story scarier than having to put that uh, emergency visit from the plumber on your credit oh, card. Yeah. Paying interest to have a drain cleared. I mean, come on. Uh, That's a nightmare. Oh, good one. You uh, got two in uh, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and listen, I've read every single Stephen King book, and you were right. He That is scarier than I, most yeah. of his premises. Um, how When it comes to retirement, I think most of us picture a buddy comedy, right? Or, or a late life romantic comedy or some sort, right? Lots of laughs, lots of good times without a lot of worries. Like this show. Like this show, Tony. Lots of laughs, lots of good times, <laughs> a buddy comedy. It's almost like we're retired. It doesn't even feel like work. It doesn't. <laughs> but if you're not investing in your retirement, that buddy comedy may turn into something closer to a nightmare. On Elm Street. Oh, no. <laughs> so the biggest treat you can give yourself, <laughs> in my opinion, work with a financial pro who can help you design that financial strategy that includes investments that may be able to produce income streams during your retirement. Also, if your employer offers tax-deferred retirement accounts, something like a 401k, make sure you're not only contributing, but contributing enough to trigger your company match if one is offered. Yeah, there you go. And not kicking enough into your 401k. You've mentioned that before, but uh, not contributing enough to get your full company match, it's that's free money. Yeah, it's the and, money and that's table. like, not doing that is like the feeling when you look in your trick-or-treat bag and realize Hey, the neighborhood dentist gave you a pencil again. You got a pencil. Ah, <laughs> oh, the dentist pencils. <laughs> and the, don't get me wrong. I love dentists, but the pencil. Some of your favorite clients are dentists, I bet. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. All my, all my clients are my favorite clients. Yeah. But as for spooky financial mistakes, the article next points to using your savings to pay off debt as a mistake you want to avoid. Like that big house on the corner that everyone says is haunted, Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's spooky. So as an example, the article notes, if your debt is costing you 19% and your retirement's making you 7%, your retirement account, <clears throat> you may think trading the retirement for the debt will mean you can pocket the difference, but it's not that straightforward in this situation. Beyond sacrificing the compounding interest, it might be hard to pay those retirement funds back, and you may also find yourself facing significant fees. So there may be a time when borrowing from a retirement account may be a solid move, can only think of a couple, really, but and they're few and far between. But you should first discuss it with your financial services, bro. Well, again, a great point, and you're working in some real solid facts and helpful tips for our listeners out there. We are having a fun show, joking about Halloween, coming up with as many bad dad jokes and analogies as we can <laughs> around the subject, uh, making it a very scary show. 
I think we got a, a lot of good ones in. A lot, well, yeah. bad, but good. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but seriously, it, it was a great show. But I think the bottom line is don't make a move without working with a financial professional. Uh, visit Matt. See where you're at financially. Ha- get that complimentary consultation. Uh, it's a no charge, no obligation consultation. The only thing it costs you is your time. And he'll look at where you're at, run a few reports, and see where you might be able to make adjustments, avoid some of these frightful mistakes, right? Absolutely. And how can our listeners get a hold of you? Pretty simple. Give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Request an appointment there. And, heck, at the very least, drop us an email and tell us what your favorite Halloween candy is. I'd love to know. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Uh, mine would probably have to be Reese's. If it's if it's cold Wait, enough pieces out, they're not. Or Reese's peanut butter cups? No, the cups. Okay. But I even like the specialty ones, like oh. this year, the Reese's pumpkins. Oh. For some reason, as long they as taste it's, better. As long as it's Reese's and peanut butter. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Reese's. Love it. Yeah. Th- those are some of my favorites. I mean, I, I love them all. I like Kit Kats. I'm not a big sweets guy, to be honest, but at Halloween, I eat my fair share of Reese's and Kit Kats, I l- for sure. I love that one of my favorites is one of my kids' least favorites. I love Whoppers. I love Oh, milk I, I like multi milk bars. Always happy to give them to me. Yeah, the kids don't <laughs> like them. Yeah, yeah, those are the cheapest bags at the store too. The ones with the whoppers <laughs> I, and the milk duds. Milk I, duds and whoppers are not popular. I did use candy every Halloween to teach my kids about what taxes are. That was that's oh. how I taught them about what taxes are. Sure, they when they bring pay. the big pillowcase full of candy yeah. home and I you take dump out and take about half of it <laughs> and then give it back they're like what are you doing i'm teaching you about how taxation Texas. works <laughs> i'm the government and you're the taxpayer now can you make that candy look like this candy i'll only ta- i'll take less <laughs> so, all right yeah get give us a call find us online keep an eye on it and most importantly have a plan and if you don't have a plan at least have that emergency fund exactly So one more time with that phone number, our listeners can call. 800-339-9252, Tony. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.